From the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fan. The Bleed Blue Show. Now, here are your hosts, Steve and Chris. Can you hear me? Hello, hello. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Can you hear, brother? I can hear, brother. I can hear, brother. What's up, man? That gone. I don't know what's going on. I'm taking use, uh, some time to get used to this thing again. Welcome to the Bleed Blue Show, everybody. It's the Big Blue Roundtable, Stephen Chris. We're talking preseason football and a whole host of things after that. A lot of Giants, a lot of NFL talk. I ain't talk to y'all in a minute. There's been a lot that's been happening. In the meantime, has it been on the zoo? What's going on, Steve? What? What's up? How you doing, man? Got some announcements, uh, things to share with the platform real quick. Uh, We'll get the first 45, first 50 minutes on our squad and the rest of the league after that. Uh, So first Big Blue. This is our last uh, preseason episode for the year uh, in two weeks. Yes. Go back to regular format, right, Chris? It will be leading the charge for our regular season, going back to Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, right? So that's the start of the regular season. It's actually in two weeks. Uh, the the show, Bleed, Bleed Blue Show, we're actually be on our third uh, week uh, vacation starting yeah. after next Tuesday with the Rink Podcast with Ranger Proud. That will be the last episode going into Labor Day week. The first episode coming off that will be the Big Blue Roundtable preview versus the Dallas Cowboys on Thursday. Oh, that's a whoopie doopie. Yeah. <laughs> and then also, also adding to the arsenal of episodes – implementing on Monday, uh, uh, the first, that would be Monday Night Football, but right before those games, uh, I will be doing an all-around football episode, college and pro football, having different sports podcasters coming on with me. It's going to be fun. Looking forward to talking rest of the NFL, uh, college football on Mondays as well. Look forward to those episodes in the archives, guys. Uh, so those are the first two announcements. Uh, for as far as the football episode, uh, we had a great – oh, Chris, we had a great episode last night. <laughs> a great one, uh, man. Hey, but, I don't hey, know if you had a chance I, to let check me, it out. Let me interject right here, Steve. I, I want oh, you God. to tell Indeed, everybody Indeed. about – Yes, I want to talk – I want you to tell everybody about the haterade. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, we had a couple of fan-level episodes. Shout-outs to uh, Scott on that. Uh, he's a heavy contributor, a stakeholder on the Hockey Podcast. We did a heavy – Haterade episode on, like, the psychology of what fans hate. It wasn't really about our teams and who we hate. It was kind of more about what we used to do back in the day with the social media fan, the uh, bandwagon fan. We went into that that depth of type of fans that hate other fans and why. That episode is also in the archives. <laughs> Matter of fact, we got actually an upcoming episode with Nickelbacker Ave. He wants to do his own version of that. We're going to chop that up and get his thoughts on that. Let me put my hat in the ring. I definitely want a Giants or slash NFL version of that. I most certainly and then do. We did a state I, of the fans. I'm actually. Yeah, we did a state. All three of us did a state of the fans. Uh, that was really good. That was from a couple of weeks ago or a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. We're going, there, will, there will be a part two to that. But in between that, I was actually doing annex between ones and twos to fill in some gaps that we may have missed the bridge to a part two of the state of the fans. When we talk about state of the fans, we're talking about, I mean, it doesn't get any better than Nickelbacker Ab and Scott from the uh, ring podcast. Where I mean, these are 
lifelong dedicated sports fans, documented fans, and then, you know, had that great conversation. So we got a lot of things going on, Chris. Uh, fan level shit, hockey, yeah. basketball, football. Yep. Yeah, we just put yeah. all the pieces together. Now some football. I know one of the things. I, I tell you, I tell you, one of the things that aren't going on is the New York Yankees. I, I just want you to scratch that right now. Oh, and, 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 <laughs> I, I told y'all, I told y'all that back in July fourth, we were done. Like, that should be no surprise. Oh my God. I said that back That's on the baseball show back That's then. Terrible. That's terrible. I mean, That's I, terrible. What is I don't terrible. know why people surprised. Did they break? The, did they break their nine game yesterday or what? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's over, man. They got eliminated from playoff contention, so. Just got to reset and rethink some things in this offseason for the baseball. It, it really comes down to the uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, in my opinion. The Tampa Bay Rays, maybe Houston. Tampa Bay Rays and Atlanta Braves. Those are going to be your World Series participants. Outside, unless the Dodgers are playing around with us, you know, the Braves are looking good. Um, yeah, yeah. Always trying to buy that San Diego Padres stock, and it's not really coming through like it should. But it's really the Braves in a row. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, Unless somebody gets hot. I mean, still keeping track. I, I think Baltimore is they, – they, they, they found a way after all these years to get a farm system. They're not ready for prime time. I think Tampa could take them out if they really wanted to. So, Okay. Okay. So um, we're in preseason football now. Yeah. I'm pretty sure everybody – well, let me let's, let's see who's on the line, and we'll talk about it that way. Nine two nine four seven seven four one seven one. This is the Big Blue Roundtable, as you probably already surmised. You can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or you can listen live right here in www.bleedblueshow.com. Bleed Blue Show. That's one word, dot com. Lady Blue at NYLove16, 516, I'm sorry. How are you, my love? Happy Friday Eve, my love, my Big Blue crew. So happy what to be is? here with everybody. I'm glad. Hey, LB. How you been? Uh, well, every day is an adventure. Every day I open my eyes, my feet hit the floor, I'm happy, but I, every day is an adventure. I'm looking forward yeah, to this I, season. I watched, uh, I was so happy I got to watch the last preseason game live. I'll get to watch this Saturday's game on NFL Network. So I'm looking forward to this year, man. I can't wait. All right, all right, all right. We're gonna get into that in a minute too. I wanna I wanna tell everybody what I saw. I wanna see if you guys saw the same thing. At C notes, at the C notes I should say. Carl's on the line. What's going on, Chief? A pleasant good evening, everybody, uh, on this Thursday. I hope everybody's doing well. And you know the best part about the best part about the baseball season ending so fast is that it made football season come by even uh it made the appetite for football sort of come a little bit earlier than expected. We were kind of thinking maybe it was going to be a few weeks into October, but instead it's a few weeks into August instead. Yeah, that's the first Yeah, you know, usually in yeah. September you're sort of like you got like two screens on. You're, you know, you're watching the football obviously on one screen, you got the baseball yeah. on the other screen. You don't even have to watch the second thing now. <laughs> Turn that off, like... <laughs> That's for sure. Hey, see notes. I'll be right back. Cause I gotta ask you something too. The incredible meat grinder champion himself. What up, DB Nation? What's going on, Chris and Steve, and everyone else? What's hey, up, DB? Well, What's going on? I got a great question for you guys, especially you, man. If we can get to it before. Man, I- 
I, I'm excited, you know, about this New York Giants season. And and Stephen Chris, that thing you oh. talked about the psychology, that that was that was pretty yeah. interesting mm-hmm. because I'm gonna just I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Smeagol fans are the worst scumbags of the earth. So I'm gonna oh, just leave it yeah. at that. Let's bleed blue and keep it going. I don't want to hold you guys up. I, I, I understand your history with Philadelphians. Listen, you have my endorsement on that comment. Absolutely. I, 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 there's really there's no comparison. Absolutely. There really isn't. Yeah. And this is fascinating. I mean, I'm not I'm saying it. I'm saying it based on 20 years going to that city for their sporting event. Right. They, it, it gets, it, it's literally a mosh pit. It's, it's really like uh, – <laughs> Mad Max. <laughs> How can I explain? You know what I'm saying? It's they're they're vicious. The, they're the vicious. one thing I'm gonna just touch on real quick because I know you got other people to talk to. The one thing that I cannot unsee is was it the NFC Championship? I think some years ago with Minnesota and Philly and Philly Smeagol fans. They were throwing garbage and beer cans on that 99 year old lady who was like the oldest living Vikings fan. Yes. Okay. Yes. It, it's one thing to be a fan. You know, yes. it's one thing to be a fan of a sport and be yes. passionate. As much as I hate Philly, even if I went to a game, I would never throw trash. Like, now you're making it personal. I came here to watch a game. You're throwing trash at an old woman? They, Screw Philly. That, that, that's the point. They, they're, they're there to make it personal. Like, they will talk about your mother. Yeah. No lie. Like, this is verbatim. They'll talk about your mother. The women, the, yeah. even the, the lady fans talk shit. Heavy gang of shit. Yeah. Like, in your face, like, what you're going to do and the cops are around, it's like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, it's, it's brutal. It's brutal. It, they no matter killed if you're on Patterson, a giant fan or, on the scepter train. If that was four or years ago. train, yeah. Or, or you know, anywhere on Broad Street. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. A center city. And y'all know what they did to me, but we ain't talking yeah. about that. But yeah. that's a man. I can't wait. We gonna have to schedule that one for our wonderful, wonderful stakeholders and 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 um you know and and you know what we got that's gonna be a banging show when y'all get on to that one. But listen, let's go on to that to the Giants. This is what we're all meeting for. You know, um, this has been a kind of interesting day. Uh, I'm gonna set it off, Steve, for you. You know what I mean? Look. <laughs> I think she's crazy, but all I know is Isaiah Simmons came out of Clemson, you know, um, as a freak athlete on that defense. You remember that that team? He considers himself a safety, but at NFL level, level that didn't pan out, out well as he struggled in, in, in Arizona. So he, he, he transitioned to linebacker full-time, and he's gotten better at that. But I guess the, the Cardinals didn't like what they wanted. And uh, that, I guess that led to his 50 option not being picked up. And thus, this season is the final year of his rookie contract. And they were dumb enough, I mean, they were smart enough to trade him <laughs> to our team for a seventh rounder, which he was the eighth overall pick in that draft that we got Andrew Thomas. The right. guy's never been injured. I think he, and I'm going to, I can't wait to hear what everybody thinks about this acquisition. I tell you what, that that year when he was drafted, Steve, he was rated yeah. as the best defensive player on the draft board. Everybody loves yeah. his athleticism, which he hasn't lost. We, we talked about that. We, we can go back in those shows from back that about 2020. We I remember the Jet. We were yep. talking about it with Jet and yep. you. Yeah, we, like, we talked about it on my, my draft. Like, 
I I love Isaiah yeah. Simmons coming out of um, out yeah. of Clemson, man. I, he's a Swiss Army knife. Um, and it definitely. Man. Um, I I like the fact that Shane and them made a deal that. Yep. Arizona, I can understand the Arizona side of things. It's almost the same conversation we said about Saquon Barkley. Is in fact that if you're not going to sign him, this is exactly what you do. You trade for him and get something back at least. They didn't give him up for nothing from the Arizona side. But as far as him as a player, I think there's a little bit with what they were trying to do. I think Vance Joseph is the coordinator out in Arizona. It's just something they were not doing right. I mean, I know they have Buda Baker and Patrick Peterson have moved on. Uh, They Mm -hmm. brought in, um, uh, what's his name? uh, J.J. Watt. But... They could never figure out what they wanted to do schematically. And I think Wake right. Martin, though, picked a guy that actually could play multiple positions. I love this. I love this acquisition. Look, look forward to hearing you guys' thoughts on this. I mean, this is the guy we wanted. We wanted him yes. in 2020. And, and Dre was right about getting Andrew Thomas at the time. That's right. So let's talk about that. Let's go around the board here. Nine two nine four seven seven four one seven one. You listen to Stephen Chris on a big blue round table preseason football. With, well, that's what this episode is called. But we're talking. This is the Giants podcast, and at Love Five Sixteen Lady Blue, why don't you sound off on what you think about this acquisition? I had to do a double. Yeah, I had to do a double take when I first saw it. I was like, "Is this for real?" Because I was in shock. I couldn't believe it. But, yeah, I remember what two years ago when we were all on the show and we kept and, – and a lot of people wanted him to be picked when we picked Andrew Thomas. But I, I don't have really much to say because, I, I, you know, I, I don't watch college football, so I don't know what he did in college, but I do know what he did in Arizona. And I think he will be a fantastic fit. I mean, I just – like I said, when I first started, I had to do a double take just to – make sure I was reading that right. I was like, fantastic. <laughs> Everyone is loving it. I think he's going to be an immediate impact. And, I mean, a lot of people are talking to that the Giants are going to be sleeper. I mean, but you know everybody. You know, I don't want to hear about, you know, we could or we can or this or that. Yeah. I just want to take it Thank one you. week at a time, baby. One week at a time, one game at a time. You never know what's going to happen. But I love this act. I mean, transition. Let me tell you. And it go back with C Note was saying. I will never go to a Philadelphia Eagle game only because I don't have enough money for bail money to go there. Because everyone, everybody knows my mouth, and everybody knows how dedicated and how much I love my New York Giants. So if an Eagle fan was to get in my face, my ass would be locked up real quick. Put it this to to change the subject real quick. We went to South Carolina this week for the past few days to visit family and the hotel we stayed in the clerk behind the front counter was a Dallas fan and I wore my New York Giants shit every day just to piss him off (laughs) (laughs) he had a lot of balls doing that in Carolina anyway (laughs) I know I know they they hate the Cowboys worse than we do Wow. Right, okay. yeah, but I also loved it because we just beat Carolina in the preseason and we were there, so ha-ha. We sure did. So. <laughs> we sure did. We sure did. I can't wait to see this kid on the field. I mean, I call I call everybody a kid. This kid on the field to see oh, how funny. much of an impact right. he'll have already. Right, right. All right, that's Lady Blue. Nine two nine four seven seven four one seven one. At the C-Notes. Carl, what's your take on this? So I think back 
three years, three, three and a half years ago now, and we had that discussion before the draft. And I remember mm-hmm. there were a number of us that were saying, like he, Simmons was going to be the type of player that if you were going, it was, it was like a warning sign. It's like, all right, if you're going to draft him, you better know exactly what you are going to do with him because mm-hmm. he wasn't elite at any one particular spot on the field, right? As a defensive lineman, as a linebacker, as a safety. Like, he wasn't, you know, he, there was not one part of his game that was like, all right, he is great at filling the blank. And so, depending on who was going to be drafting him, what scheme he was going to be a part of, all of that was going to factor, particularly with him, more than any. Like, if he was drafted by the Giants that year, it was the 2020, I think that was the year when he, he was drafted, like, there's a very good chance it probably right. wouldn't have worked out for him either at the time. You know, who was, who was the defensive coordinator that, in 2020? Does anybody, who, does anybody remember? Um, that was on Joe my Judge's man first year. The, uh, Raiders now. Patrick? Was it him? Patrick, Patrick uh, you talking about Patrick Graham? What are you talking about? Yeah, Patrick Who was Graham. the coordinator was under Joe Judge? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to figure out. The coordinator under Joe Judge in I his first year. I thought that was Graham. Was that Patrick Graham? Yeah, Graham. Patrick, Patrick Graham. Graham. Yeah. Oh, it was Graham. Yeah. Okay. So we... So who who knows what he would have been able to do? As we saw, as history kind of told us, there was a lot going on in the, during that two-year period of time that was a little bit, you know, wonky. So who knows what history would have told us? So now you fast forward a couple of years, and here's a guy who is a let's look at him as a as a distressed asset, right? You're buying low, you know. He he, um, you know, for whatever reason, up, up in Arizona didn't you know work out. I'm looking at, you know, where he was deployed. It looks like last year he kind of split time between being linebacker at about 45%, but only played as a defensive lineman 7% of the time. You know, he's never been able to define a role for himself in the league, unfortunately. So now, all right, well, where, do, where can he play? I'm thinking of like Jamie Collins was with the Patriots for like that three- or four-year period when Belichick had him where Collins' speed was able to sort of track – side to side, be able to cover tight ends, be able to rush the passer when needed, and be that type of sort of all-around player. And perhaps, you know, with, with a guy like Simmons, maybe he's a guy that can't play 50 snaps a game. Maybe that's possible. That's, that's, that might be what his career ends up being, where he's a guy who gives you, you know, 30 snaps, maybe 12 snaps at, at slot corner, maybe 10 snaps on, with his hand on the ground and 10 snaps at linebacker, and you get the best out of him. And that's probably, you know, it could be a way he's best deployed. We'll have to see as time goes on here as the experiment works to just see where he can best fit in. But for right now, hey, it's a good buy low situation. Hey, right. can I, I hold on. Before we go on, Chris, I know I know that was the clock. I, I do want to throw this question at Carl and then also DB because, you know, because of time. Uh, Carl, let me ask you this. Let's add on to the uh, topic on, the, on defense. What is the Giants' defense identity on paper going into the season? What is their identity? Mm-hmm. It's a very question. loaded question, but I think it's a fair question. What are your thoughts? They don't have one because they mm. right now, as it, as it stands today, the Giants' defensive line is not a line that we talked about last season is one that basically controlled games. So that wasn't one of their strong points. The secondary wasn't one that was sort of locked down, you know, larcenous on, on that back end either. And then, of course, you had the linebackers who were just, you know, kind of, you know, plugging and, you know, plugging away there. So right now, 
there really is not an identity. What you would hope for this season would be one that is based on defensive speed to be able to catch up and be able to sort of um, play with some of the faster teams that will be on the schedule this season, you know, whether it be Philadelphia, whether it be the Cowboys, Miami, you know, those, those type of teams where speed is a factor. And if you're slow and plotting that, that's not going to work. So this particular year is something I'm thinking about in terms of just overall defensive team speed. All right. Wow. Um, Love everybody. Okay. DB, go ahead up, man. So, TV? in terms of this, D, yeah, can you hear me? I got you. Yeah, yeah. hello? Uh-huh. So, in terms of that, that question about what the defense, uh, what it's supposed to look like, um, this is a new wave right now. And that's why this Isaiah Simmons acquisition is such a huge one for the Giants. And I'm going to have to, uh, you know, in the words of Chris, say, we basically got a first rounder for free. Thank you, football guys, because we wanted this guy, for one. He was on my draft board, too, Steve and Chris and whoever else had him. Mm-hmm. But what a huge acquisition. And the reason why – and even when he was in Arizona, he was still productive. But, Carl, like you said, that was a great point, because those idiot coaches, they didn't know what to do with him. If you don't know what to do with, with the clay, you can't mold it into anything. It was just silly putty. But now that we have this guy and Wink, the way he is, the way he ran that Baltimore defense, this is a problem for the rest of the league. This guy, Steve, like you said, he's a Swiss Army knife. He's, he, he's good at a whole bunch of things. So that's why, like, we, you could put him at edge rush. You could put him at linebacker. You could put him at safety because he was an animal at safety when he was at Clemson. And guess who else was his teammate at Clemson? Dexter Lawrence. Camaraderie there. This, this is going to be insane right now. Then, then you look at number 58, uh, Bobby Okereke. And we got Darian Beavers back, the rookie from Cincinnati who got hurt, who's, who's made a huge comeback. This is a problem. Now we can stop the run. Now we have that team speed and that extra talent. And the secondary, forget about it. That room is as full as that wide receiver room right now for us. Like, like Deontay Banks, I don't know if you guys saw that stat, but he's the only rookie corner this season, in the preseason, to not allow a pass completion. That says a lot coming in as a rookie. So, obviously, he's picking up the game. He's not a moron like uh, DeAndre Baker who didn't know how to read. This, this, we're, they're in trouble. Philly, Washington, who, it doesn't matter who, who plays the Giants. I am so confident in his defense right now. It's astounding. And then the D-line, I agree with Carl, too. Um, but we did get some other big boys in there to stop getting gassed up the middle like we have been. But these linebackers, even uh, uh, 41, what's his name, from Indiana, uh, Micah McFadden. Okay. Like the, linebackers, the, linebackers, the linebackers right now are, are kind of off the charts right now with what we have on paper. And then it looks like number five is coming into his own, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. So <laughs> this defense is, is about to be scary. And I agree with Lady Blue. Keep us off the radar, so-called analysts, assholes, because – no, no, blow smoke up Dallas ass and, and Philly and all that crap because the Giants always do better when we're off the radar. But right now the defensive identity is we're all, like, <laughs> we're all over the place. We dare you to bring it because the NFL is so pass happy, the secondary has been shored up. As long as the Dory Jackson can stay healthy, and to be honest, he better stay healthy because that young man, Trey Hawkins III from Old Dominion, he oh, is an absolute monster. So yes, it, it's about to be crazy. Yes, Go ahead with the five wide receivers and, and all that run and shoot, 
go ahead with that. What we we got this. Dane Belton, Xavier McKinney, um, the the kid, the yep. rookie from Houston. Um, um, I forgot yep. his name. Number thirty-one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Javarius Owens. I call him Geo. Oh, this is about to be yeah. a problem for everybody. So now we're not weak at linebacker anymore. We're not weak at corner, which has been the Achilles heel of the Giants first over. Even when Corey Webster was there, we were bad at corner. So this is this is so exciting. This is so exciting right now, and I'm 99% excited for the season, for the regular season. The 1% is Daniel Jones. Now, that one drive he had was good. But we expect – no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this real quick, just real quick. As long as he stays consistently good, you're not going to hear anything from me. Bleed blue. Hey, 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 well, I'm, hold, I, I got more for you, man. Hold on, hold on. First of all, I apologize. I did not have – I should I totally forgot. I'll have it next time, DB. We'll load up the Terminator clips for you for the season opener. I'll, I'll put that on my list. What to do for you, bro? Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll load up the Terminator 1 clips. Ter- Terminator 1. Not Terminator 2, but Terminator 1. Number 2, I got – since we were on your, 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 your thoughts on the uh, cornerback, DB, I – I really would love your your thoughts. Is Chris too? You know, Lady Blue. If you want to go back as well, Carl. Same thing for you. Now, Prince Akamura just signed a one day contract to retire as a Giant. But I went to, to the thinking because him coming back to the Giants for one day and retiring, right? And you were just talking about uh, Deontay Banks, right? DB. Right. <laughs> Out of the first round draft picks we've had as cornerbacks, who was your biggest? Uh, the the most productive oh, cornerback and also your biggest bust. I was I was thinking about this. And I was like, maybe somebody like Chris, maybe Mark Haynes would be one guy. I could think of that had a productive uh, giant career as a cornerback. I can't think of anybody better than him. If I can't first round, I'm talking about first round draft pick. First round draft pick only. Um, you know, we talk about Prince Michael. Remember, remember when he came in? He was like a holdout coming out of Nebraska. Uh, broke his yep. foot. Remember, he took him a long time to get onto the field. I think he played against Dallas when he first played. He got a Super Bowl win. But DB, let me ask you that question: First round draft picks, cornerbacks, because this is related to Prince Michael. Because remember, we drafted him in 2011. Who was our biggest bust and biggest upside? At cornerback from the first round as cornerbacks. I mean, it's almost like a trivia question. But what are your thoughts? You've had Here it comes. Off the top of your head? I well, in terms of the biggest bust, this is a no-brainer. The <laughs> rotten apple himself, scummy of Eli Apple. Oh my God, man! If, if, if I could just get a, a frozen pumpkin and bash his head in, what a, oh my God! Boy, and and, and behind him. Okay. <laughs> Behind him, I, I have to pair him up with with, De, with DeAndre Baker. I gotta pair up DeAndre Baker, oh, but Eli yeah. Apple mm-hmm. takes the he takes he takes the country. Forget taking the cake. He takes everything in terms of the biggest bum and bust. Uh, in All terms right. of other first round corners, I'm not too yeah. familiar because um, with some of the other ones, but I'm gonna just rock with the rookie we have now, uh, Deontay Banks, because. Those yeah. numbers he's putting up just in preseason, that's actually astounding now, because this isn't the practice squad guy. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, I, I'm pretty sure, okay, guy, let's see, Aaron Ross is the one guy we drafted in the first run for Texas when he won the national championship oh. with Vince Young. Yeah. I know you like him, but there's got to be more. I, okay. But I can't think of anybody like a Mark Haynes. Chris, do you have anybody in mind? Lady Blue? I uh, can't Carl think of one. First round draft picks. I Only first round draft picks. 
I can't. Okay. I can't think of anybody. I'm just, I'm really just curious. Can't. I don't know I don't what, want to Google it. I don't know what, was Philippi Sparks a first round draft out. pick? Huh? I am Googling it Say now. Say again? No, uh, I got to Google it. Sparks no, 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 no. a first round draft pick? No, was Philippi Sparks a first round draft pick? I mean, there's only been like eight of them. Like, you know, Mark Haynes when Something he came like out of that. Colorado right before LT, right? Then you had um, right. the dude from UCLA in the 90s, uh, Williams. Jake Sean Williams. You had. Uh, yeah. Remember the Will yeah. Peterson and Will Allen. Will Allen came out of Syracuse like around 2001, but he after he left after um, the Giants replaced him with um, Madison from the Dolphins. But um, I mean, what about that's a, it's a position where you really think of a lot of first round cornerbacks never really panned out as like all timers. You know, I'm no. kind of looking at the. Uh, NFL uh, pro, uh, not the Pro Bowl. What's it I'm called? Hall of Fame. There's a lot of cornerbacks. You know, uh, you know that you know Pro Bowl I, level like that. No, you guys never hear me? did. Huh? Can you guys hear me? Can you guys hear me? Go I was it. saying, yeah, was Felicity Sparks a first rounder? No. No, I don't think so. No. Oh, okay. No. Okay. I just go back to Aaron Rodgers. Um, that's about he all was I can think in the of. Second round. Yeah, I, I go Ross, with Aaron Ross too. Aaron Ross stands out. Um, I'm not right. played only four years, and then remember he went to Jacksonville. I remember right. Andy Blue was. And that's all I remember. Years ago. That's all I remember. I remember when he went to the Jacksonville. Now he's down in Jacksonville. <laughs> I remember that conversation years ago. Yeah. So, uh, remember. I, I mean, Sean, Sean Williams. He, I remember, but he didn't play a lot of outside corners. See, there's not a lot of. That's the no, reason why I no, asked no. you guys. Sean Williams was a safety. Sean Williams yeah, was a safety. He was like, yeah, he didn't even. He was a corner in college, but he didn't play like your traditional corner. That's what I'm. That's my question. Can I remember any cornerbacks that we picked in the first round of the Eli Apple was the first. Eli Apple was the first one in 2016, according to this list I'm looking at, and it goes. No, he's no, he's definitely no, no, no. He's definitely no. We've we've had DeAndre Baker. They both suck. Um, we've had you know we've had guys. Oh, no, I really no, can't no, count. No, she was saying that they have right, the worst. Let's move on. Let's move on. I, think about it, man. Just think about it. I just wanted to throw that out since Prince Amakamura uh, retired right. uh, one-day contract. And he got a Super Bowl. Remember, he um, – ironically, him and Aaron Ross were uh, paired up on those Coughlin defenses, so yeah. um, those Coughlin teams. Uh, Chris, anything else you'd like to add on, on this I Isaiah can't, Simmons? Yeah, I can't really count DeAndre Baker. I can't remember him and played with us. And the reason I can't is because I always considered that more of a fuck up by our general manager than an actual This dude traded up to get DeAndre Baker, who I don't even know if he's still in the league right now. He was only drafted the year before Andrew Thomas and and Isaiah Simmons. Right. That was just that year. Was whatever, what, 2019 or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so – I mean, damn. As a matter of fact, now that I think about it, Daniel Jones, Dexter Lawrence, and DeAndre Baker was our first rounders. Right, right, right. Why did we even do that? That's neither here. Okay. I mean, I get it. I mean, I was. Yeah, yeah. I don't leave it alone. I don't leave it alone. But I can't remember anybody else. Eli Apple's the worst thing we ever had at that at that position. At at corner. I mean, that was yeah. First round. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking first, first round, round, yeah. I mean, there's been other corners, but as far as the first round guys, yeah, I, I would have to say that too. Just gonna, he was okay tackle. He's probably the man. 
Well, I, I, I would like to say just one uh, little piece of trivia here. Sam Barnes, who played strong safety for the New York Giants, was from – he went to D. Witt Clinton High School in the Boogie Down Bronx. Let's go. In the Bronx. I just had to say that he's from the yep. Bronx. <laughs> yep. That's right. Right across the street from Tracy Towers. Yep, I remember. Wow. Okay. Yes, anyway. Uh what was we talking about? Where are we at? I'm sorry. Isaiah Simmons, Giants identity on paper. What are your thoughts on that? Their defense. Uh, who's who's going? Me or you? You you. Oh me? Oh yeah, um. Well look, man. Look. Um, the Giants defense. You know. How do I even say this? They added speed. They added length in their secondary just to cover the best receiving cores, man to man, right? So. They added tenacity and speed and linebackers also, you know, to chase down the ball carriers and beef up the middle to stop those power run games. So having players capable, and with the addition of Simmons, this even plays into that, having players capable of performing, like, all these multiple tasks and shit, that means that we as fans should expect this defense to be really more than aggressive than we were last year. Okay, so – you know, um, signing Sexy Dexy to the new contract, signing Bobby, oh, I never can say this guy's name, from the coast, Okekiri, or whatever his name is, getting Deontay, okay, Deontay Banks in the first round. Yeah, him, him. <laughs> All those big, big moves combined with the smaller little acquisitions, you know, it's kind of created improvements and depth, uh, on all three levels. So uh, it looks like it'll probably give us a more stout run defense, more – and a more optimistic uh, pass coverage like DB and I was talking about, and more and definitely more consistent uh, quarterback pressure. So, to me, I think uh, their identity, Steve, can be characterized as you're going to see a giant defense that's going to look kind of like the old throwbacks, playing hard, being physical, being aggressive, throwing that first punch, never letting anything by anybody break them first, being very resilient, being closers, and I think that's something that they're going to be able to hang their hats on. I think, I think Wink got what he wanted, um, and I think that's going to be their identity. You're going to see a really improved, aggressive, giant defense, and I think it'll be most impressed upon our division rivals. That's who's going to feel a fucking burn. <laughs> okay. And I like that. So that's my – that's what I think I see. I feel I see. I think I know I see. You know, we just we just got a better you, – you can look – what I like to do is I like to look at – I like to look at body language and everything I do, you know. And one of, one of the best places to watch it is in the game of football. And if you got your defense – well, you got your team, the New York Giants. When you can watch them on the sidelines interact the way they've been just this – this preseason, and also if you're starting at the, in the middle of last season, you can see a, li- a little bit more swagger, a little bit more more uh, a dangerous shit. They're willing to, to make themselves better, especially with this kind of regime that they have, coaching regime. I think we're going to build a wonderful defensive identity that's going to be hard to reckon with. That's me. That's the end of my shit. You know I don't like to talk. I want, I want to know what you think, Steve. I, Chris, um, I agree with you. I think they also have more camaraderie than they ever have. Sorry, I just yeah, wanted um, to add one thing. What you were saying, they had a lot more camaraderie than they ever had. Okay. Identity, oh. I would say speed, 
looking at the skill set in my head on on paper, like all the players' speed yep. is definitely on their upside. I'm not exactly sure as far as physicality on the line outside of Dexter Lawrence. There is a little bit of a, I know we talked about it two weeks ago or three weeks ago with uh, the last episode, and I do have concerns on how do you engage pressure, especially between the guard and the center on each side. Uh, I think Carl has brought this point up, and this is what I, we all saw in the Philadelphia game. The, the lack of – or I don't know if we necessarily improved that. We sustained it by with Dexter signing. Let's hope Dexter is still motivated with the contract and you know, with the money. But I'm not exactly sure if there's enough speed to get really creative with stunts and blitzes and stuff because the Giants are one of the heavily, heaviest uh, blitzing teams in the league last year. I don't know – the blitz right. is your answer, especially if you're trying to to bring up pressure through the middle. I'm not exactly sure if I'm buying that, although I do agree with DB as far as speed. Uh, Darian Beavers, before he had the ACL injury last year from Cincinnati, uh, Bobby O from Indianapolis, who brings a little bit of coverage speed as well. And then if you get Ojolari and Thibodeau on the outside and they don't have to deal with double teams, they could probably win a lot of – of their, they could get a lot of pressures. I'm not saying win a lot of one-on-ones. I say, I don't know, 65% of the time. But if you could get pressure right. on one-on-ones, I think they're definitely capable, especially Thibodeau this year. But I do have concerns at D-tackle still. I don't know. See, no team is perfect, and I think that's going to be one of the Achilles heels. Because if you can't really break down the internal pocket from the middle in today's NFL, it can be – you know, I don't care who you have out there covering, especially with some of these quarterbacks we have to face. I think that could run into some issues with us, some issues. I'm not going to say all, but I think that's kind of where I do have a little bit of worries. But I do think adding a Swiss Army knife could help put a Band-Aid on the problem like in Isaiah Simmons. I do want – I don't know what that answer is, Chris, to be quite honest with you. If you guys get, have that answer, let me know. I would have to see an actual game film or game action – to be a believer that they could be there's a, a very good top 10 defense. I think they're on the brink to being that if they could stay healthy. Um, mm-hmm. They have the skill set. They have the speed. They have the athleticism. I'm thinking physicality, especially up the middle. That's the word that I think they're missing. If they had that, then we could really go some places, even with blue number eight at quarterback. What are your th- guys' thoughts? And then we'll bring on lit after okay, that. Okay, let's – I'll tell you – Let's let's ask Lit Nanny Dogs that question at nine two nine four seven seven. Well, ask them all the questions too. Make sure they get all the questions. Every, yeah, let's ask them all the questions. Lit, you first though. What's up, homie? Uh, mute button. Mute button, Jason. Okay, Lit is gone right now. I'll be back. Okay. Uh oh, here he comes. The incredible Manny Dog. Yes, sir. Hey man, I've been listening. I've been listening. I just read, um, I think it was PFF rated the Giants' defensive line number one in the league. Number one, yeah, they did. They did. Number one, based off this year or last year? Coming, year. coming into this season. Yep. Oh, coming yeah, into this season. So, the, my okay. Let's let's look at that. Where did they go from that to number one? Because you couldn't tell that in the Philadelphia game. Oh, to my last. Uh, no, you 
no, I, I I agree. I think with the additions of those big D tackles, uh, with the uh, Roches, what's his name? Uh, the dude we got from with Nunez Roches, is that his name? Oh, him, yeah, yeah, not yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, him, Nacho. and then and then the other dude we got, I think it was from Detroit, um, or the Rams. I hear one of them teams. Anyway, uh, and then when you're looking at edges, mm-hmm. um, we we're looking really stout between Ojolari and Thibodeau. Then you got Lennon Williams, who's who's under the pressure this year. Uh, sexy <laughs> Dexy. Uh, so I think I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of potential. I think they're, they're ranking that off a lot of potential. Um, mm-hmm. They got a lot of size. Oh, that that one draft pick uh, from I think it was a seventh round draft pick. D tackle from Oregon, Jordan something. From Oregon, yes. Yeah, turning out to be a fucking problem. He's turning out to be good. Uh, so I, I think we're, we're formidable. I think the signing of Isaiah Simmons is so – I mean, it wasn't very long ago they were calling him – I know we were – a few of us were calling him Saquon Barkley in the defense, like a generational-type talent, size, speed, be able to use him in different ways. I don't think anybody ever figured out the puzzle of how to use him. Mm-hmm. I don't think people have been able to, to, to take advantage of his skill set. Um He's a, he's the kind of guy that you gotta you gotta you gotta plug him in the right spots. He can play multiple positions. I'm excited to see him in X Men, like him and, and McKinney. Oh my God! Like I just the possibilities are endless there. Like what you could do with a nickel, what you could do with a four two five defense. If you if you put um, Okereke and Coughlin in, in the middle linebackers, and then you have uh, 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 Phillips. And let's say what about uh, McFadden? Uh, uh, what's that? What about McFadden? Did you did you think about did you, you yeah, yeah, towards McFadden? Michael, Michael McFadden, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Michael McFadden and O'Curry yeah. in the middle. And then you got uh at the strong safety and that four two five. So okay, here's, this is my coach brain, right? We had our first practice today, so my coach brain is on fire. Um <laughs> so here's my lineup when I would play with that is I'm gonna put McFadden and and uh Okurke in the middle in a four two five type defense. And so my edges will be Ojalari and uh, Lawrence. I mean um Thibodeau on the edges and then you got Lawrence and Leonard Williams as D tackles and then my outside strong safety slash outside linebacker types are gonna be McKinney and um Isaiah Simmons with the single high that rookie we got at free safety. Hmm. Uh, so you throw that the in there, you got our corners. Of course, you got Banks, and, and, and you can put Trey, or you can put uh, Adoree Jackson out there. I mean, you play with that. If you play with that lineup, just imagine the possibilities of pressure and movement and disguise. I mean, it's just. I get freaking juiced thinking about what I could do with something like that. So, anyway, yeah, man, that, that, I, I'm excited with the moves they're making. Um, I'm pumped. I, I think the defense is going to be extremely stout, extremely stout. It's going to take some time for 
for for for a week to figure out his new toy, but it's gonna be worth it when he figures it out. All right, this Manny Dogs, the coach, the author, the motivator, the rap star. You can you can you man, you can give a whole lot of hat. <laughs> He's the man. Uh, Jason, are you back? Jason, damn it. Jason keeps showing up. Anyway. Uh, any more questions, Steve? Or I don't know. We can just go around and get quick thoughts before we move on to the next okay. uh, rest of the league. Or if anybody has an additional right. question you want to spit, that's fine. Let's start. start so at the top. Hey, Chris, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there he is. How are How's you? everybody doing? Very interesting Very good. day today. That's it. We're waiting on you. I know you've been listening. Hey, uh, so, you know, like you were saying before, you know, uh, the swagger, the confidence, um, you know, and I, I hate to use this word, but it's almost, and, you know, I'm not trying to be offensive with this because some people it, it, with themselves or with their family, uh, and, and I'm not trying to be insensitive or any way, but I kind of feel like we just beat cancer and, and look who we are now for the team as a fan base. We are just so ecstatic of what's going on. And, again, I am not trying to be insensitive to anybody, but I just kind of feel like we beat the shit out of that and look where we're at now. Um, I I only got a quick minute, but I just kind of wanted to start off with a question to all. Um, Reading a lot of um, Isaiah Simmons kind of faults, per se, uh, you know, his, his grab rate, his hip turning, um, you know, his uh, non-attention to detail, missing plays. This is not a negative thing. I just want to ask the forum here, is Isaiah fixable with the coaching staff we have in place going forward for many, many years? Well, let me ask you that first, and then I'll bring it around. Well, that's kind of a that's kind of a trap question because we only have one year. This is an audition. Because I the team or the Cardinals declined the fifth year, we have this is a prove it year. He's a free agent after the year. So in in seventeen games, are all of the issues of you know the scouting report on him? Can he be amendable to it all being fixed? And we get the player we saw at Clemson. Thank you very much for having me on this awesome platform. All right. Thank you, Chase. Thank you, Chase. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, Chase. So uh, well, let's go to the top. Can of the I answer ranking. that real quick? It's a quick answer. Then I heard Carl's. I heard Carl's voice. Okay, but go, 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 go. Is, is Isaiah Simmons fixable? Absolutely yes. Absolutely yes. yes. He doesn't have to be the main guy on his defense, like coming into the league with those expectations. Uh, he he's been coaching an aggressive defense with, with Dabo Sweeney's uh, 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 coaching staff with Dexter Lawrence. Oh, yeah. Somebody else has said the answer is yes. He's definitely coachable. He's fixable. Good kid. I have no doubts about that. He's a and like you said, he's only a is an is a lame duck deal as an audition to get a big payday elsewhere. So he doesn't have to be the main guy. So the answer is yes. All right. That's that's how I would say. Anybody else want to answer that? Uh, Lady Blue? I also agree, yes. Um, I think 
I think he's a diamond in the rough that needs to be a little polished. And I think we've got the coaching and we've seen what they can do when they mesh the team together and the way they've coached this team so far. I think definitely they, they can make him into an awesome, awesome addition to our defense. The only thing else I need to say about our defense is the safeties need to freaking tackle Instead of instead of just trying to knock people down, they need to learn how to tackle and wrap up. That's what I need to say because that's what I saw last game preseason. And um, Xavier right. McKinney needs to stay off of ATVs during the bye week, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, yeah, I know. No, that's that's here. He needs to. No, I'm just kidding. He he can do what he wants. Just don't no, get hurt. I know what you mean. But yeah, I, but you're right also, so, so you know that was just fucked us up a little bit there. Um um um. Carl, FC knows your, your take, Isaiah Simmons. I think he definitely is fixable. It will take some time, though. Um, I don't. It probably. I would just erase, let's say, the first like five games of the season um, from from sort of where he can make an impact, mainly because of the fact he has to have a sort of a learning uh, a learning curve. So I think his impact would be found more in the second half of the season, and if you can just sort of get to November, you know, still involved in the mix, that would be where his impact is most felt. You probably, if you're going to start it right now, let's say what the first game of the season was in two weeks, two, three weeks, you know, you might only be able to give him a, a handful of plays just to see if you can, maybe a long yarded situation where he can, you know, rush the passer or something like that. But to give him sort of like a, a high volume of plays early on, that's going to be very hard right off the bat. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Um, DB? Um, DB? Yeah, I mean, can you hear me? I got you. Hello? Hello? We got you. We all, we I'm not going to say I'm not gonna say he's uh, not fixable. He was just in a – he was just in the wrong scheme. If, you, if you're not in the right scheme defensively, it's going to be tough. That was my- it's going to be tough for you. Now, if there was a lack of effort, and, you, and this guy was a lazy bum on the field. You could tell he's not – he's taking off plays. Then you got to question his character and all that, but we don't – he doesn't have that issue. It's just the system. So now that he's with us, we'll, uh, mark my words, we're going to see some <laughs> some improvements here with this guy. So I'm looking forward to it. And I'm just going to give my, my final thought real quick, guys, because um, i got to go. The only concern I have – well, there's two of them. I just need to see good consistency because this guy's been – not really good consistently, the quarterback. But as long as he's good consistently, I'm okay with that. What makes me nervous is the lack of depth at the offensive line position. Thank you. Preseason, like, this is horrible right now. You want to talk about the Giants' yeah, offensive identity? O-line. The O-line is in shambles once you get past the starters. So that's the only thing that's like, oh, I hope you guys stay healthy. And that's obviously not even a realistic thing to wish someone to be healthy the whole season because injuries happen. So that's the only thing I think where that really – attention, a spotlight needs to be shined on the offensive line depth because that right now is not looking good. And that kid from um, – well, he started at Syracuse but ended up at Illinois, that uh, DeVito kid, he's a boss. Yeah. That kid can yeah. play. And, and he was running for his life. He's running for his life with backup yeah. offensive linemen and still balling. He better make this game. Yeah, no. I love y'all. Bleed blue. Bleed blue. My man. All right. Uh, Manny Dog. 
Uh, he's a hundred percent everything, a hundred percent fixable. All the things that Lit had talked about were mechanical stuff. That's a coaching fix. That's that's a respect to uh, um, individual work. Um, I'll give one name: Kaz White. Kaz White for the Eagles has become an impact player. He was a safety in West Virginia, and he didn't make it very well in, in San Diego and ended up with Philly, and they turned him into a beast because they use him more as a linebacker than they do a safety, and now he's a straight impact player. So I think sky's the limit for Isaiah Simmons, and this is a great opportunity for him to make a name for himself and then for him to turn the corner this year, and then we will be able to get him as a bargain basement price for an extension. Mm-hmm. So right. I think he's absolutely fixable. There's, I have no concerns about that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, first of all, um, Manny Dog, don't ever praise a beagle on this platform again. Uh, but secondly, <laughs> most important, um, um, <laughs> I don't think I don't think he I don't think he was ever broken. Um, my my measuring stick with that is the fact that he never missed a game in his career so far. You know, and what's this little stat? It says that he lined up in the slot on. 46% of the defensive snaps last year. Uh, he played down in the box for the majority of his remaining snaps. They kept moving him around. They could never really find identity for him in Arizona, man. That's what that is. And you know Wink, man, he's always executed these really high rates of man coverage. So his athleticism is going to be put to good use covering his face, y'all. That's what I'm seeing. I, I think it's going to – I think he's a fantastic fit, Steve. I, yeah, I love I love the move. I love it. I mean, like Mandy Dog said, uh, and, and Lit said, he's a rental. And um, knowing what he did um, at Clemson with Dexter Lawrence, because um, the coach that's at um, Oklahoma, uh, uh, the guy that coached um, our, our running back, he he was the D coordinator at Clemson with that Dabble Sweeney. They they play a very physical, fast defense. I think. Is parallel to Wayne Martindale, who wants to do a lot of attacking. Like they're more like a defense right. offense. If we add these athletes, I think it's a very good fit, kind of where the where where, where this team is at currently. I, I I like the move a lot. I really do, especially for a seventh rounder. You know, I, I, no issues right there. I wonder if we had I wonder if we had any other seventh rounders because let me tell you, um, Arizona traded somebody that we really could have used, Josh Jones, their offensive tackle. They, they traded him to, to the Texans for a seventh rounder, man. And and that was after, you know. I, I mean, we could have used I mean, that. There's, there's probably deals you can make for backups, like, going into the season. Uh, I think this, um, you know, Shane has shown that he's willing to – they're oh, going to do their homework, and they're and they're making moves, and that and looks positive what they're piecing together. I, I am confident on what they're doing. With our with the uh, with the with the roster, so uh, sometimes these okay. things take time. You can't just pick offensive linemen off the tree. It don't work like that. You kind of have to wait till when guys get cut. Matter of fact, wait till after the cuts, and we'll see what happens. Well, I also got to say this, Steve, segueing a, a little bit, everybody. Not two nine four seven seven four one seven one bleed blue show, by the way. Um, so I don't know if you guys been watching at least 
a few of the preseason games. I don't know if everybody watched the entire – we never really watched the entire games, but we did see the opening drive um, last week. I know that that one when Lady Blue was yelling her head off, it, you know, all that excitement down there in Florida. But um, let me tell you something. We I'm going to say something on the, on the positive tip here. We've got some really, really good ball players in camp this year. Okay, obviously we knew Banks and John Michael Schmitz and, and Hyatt were going to be just off the charts. But Trey Hawkins, oh, my goodness, what a, what a fine he is at quarterback. And, you know, when we open up on, what's that, September 10th, he may start. He's just that good. Um, Eric Gray, our running back, the fifth-round choice, he could be our number one returner. Jordan Riley was the first of the two seventh-round draft choices that we had. He's made a great impression in camp. He'll probably get a roster spot. And the guy that I was trying to think of that um, DB had talked about earlier, Steve, that was Javarius Owens. He's uh, out of out of uh, out of um, Houston. He has really been in the mix, looking very very good. Um, I just want to know what everybody thinks, man. This preseason so far, we got our our big game on Saturday against <laughs> the New York Jets. They are a complete other story. Uh, I just want to know what everybody feels about that. Nine two nine four seven seven four one seven one. It's the Bleed Blue Show, everyone. Uh, at the top of the, let me see. Let's start with you, Lady Blue. And I do have extra questions since we transition for the rest of the league. I know you do. We go. I was waiting. Though. Quick, quick I was question. Here's a question for everyone. It's a simple question. It's a simple question. Who has the better division, the AFC East or the NFC East? Simple question. Going into this year. Oh, that ain't simple. <laughs> We do. Wow. Uh, we, we, went, we went from the NFC East least to the NFC beast, baby. We've got the best division. I will I will say that, yes. But yeah, Steve, Chris knows I was watching the game because I was texting him throughout the, you know, the first half of the game when we were playing that I loved what we saw, and there's a lot that I didn't like what I saw. I mean, that's why I said Pinnock – needs to learn how to tackle better. I mean, not just try and hit people to make them go down. They need to wrap them up. And at, towards the end of the game, Gilbert dropped two easy interceptions, what I saw. I hit him right in the freaking hands. And, you know, my saying, if you, if you touch it, you catch it. But And I agree with, with everyone else. Our O-line is suspect because who did I bitch about, Chris, more than anyone? Parrot. How many holding calls yep. did that bastard have? Oh my yeah. God! I could I lost count how many holding calls that that bastard had. I was like, you know, he he reminded me of the other moron we had. You know, roundabout, you know, open door. Yes, I mean, it was, yes, we need we need work on our O line because we can't have our quarterbacks running around for their life because we do have some nice weapons now. I mean, it was nice to see Sterling back on the field. I mean, and, and some of those guys can get separation. Holy crap, they look good. I mean, they really look good that first half. But I'm I'm really psyched about this season. I can't wait till the first week of football. I'm just pissed that we have to wait till Sunday night to see the Giants. I'm just I've been waiting all season to see the Giants, and now we got to wait till Sunday night. But I'm I'm pumped. But yeah, we still need work, and I can't wait to see what we do this Saturday against the Jets because I. I I think they said that our starters were going to be playing, I think, what, the entire first half? I think they said. 
So okay. I'm looking forward to seeing how they mesh and how, you know, but I've always said, like I said, the co- what, what do they always say? Coaching. Okay. What a big, I mean, that is the big, and we've got the coaching now to, <laughs> to talk coaching, to you guys. Coaching, man. Come that. on, man. Coaching. Oh, come on. Those are the words. <laughs> I mean, the, the, of our big little brothers. That's just what they say. We've got the coaches now to, to coach these guys, and they've got the they've got the know how to do it. I mean, it's just you know get get the put the set the egos at the door and work as a team, do the camaraderie and the teamwork, and play together. I mean, that's what I want to see, and I think that's what we can do. And yeah, I agree. We are the sleeper cell of this season. I swear to God, I think we are. We are the sleeper cell this year. But I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to get ahead of myself, you know, just one game at a time. But we have on paper and what we see and what we know of these players, we have the talent. We just need to put them in the right positions. And just like everyone else always says, you need to know your players and know where to put them. And I think we have, and I think we have that, and we've got the coaching now to put them in the right places. But you know me. All we right. Do, 247 365 baby. <laughs> Bleed blue, lady blue everybody. Carl, let's see notes. You know, one thing that I saw in the preseason game that I saw last week, I saw and they were talking about it on the broadcast is that Jones has become sort of the de facto leader of the offense, which I thought has to happen in order for the team to go where it feels it wants to go and that sort of improved confidence in him we'll see how it plays out over the course of the first couple of games here and when the season begins but that is something that just early on in this preseason especially watching that first drive or was it two drives really where it was a, no I think it was just one drive where they made the touchdown and then they got out of there where right. something that right. I was sort of looking at um, I did mm-hmm. want to pose a question to everybody because um, something that I was thinking about, you know, last year the Giants really sort of hit hit gold with three players that exceeded any level of expectation going into the season, and that was Thomas playing at an All-Pro, Lawrence playing at an All-Pro, and Adoree Jackson playing at a Pro Bowl level. And I want to ask all three of you, or four of you, is it four of you? I think it's all four of you, of those three mm-hmm. players – do we expect of those three players which has the best chance which, which player has the best chance to um continue the performance that they had last year meet the performance they had last year or come in below the performance they had last year it's the the oh. percentages suggest that all three of them are not going to hit so one of them there might be a drop off but i don't know who would fall into that bucket Okay, but which 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 is the better division, AFC East or the NFC East? Um, I think Philly's the best team of the eight teams, but I think the next two teams would be from the AFC East. So I would say the AFC East. Okay. Like if you were ranking the teams one through eight, like how would you rank it? That would probably give you your uh, answer right there. Okay. All right, we'll get to that. Like, for instance, do you think the Giants are a better team than Miami? Uh, is that a question? Mm, I think they're a different team. Uh, I didn't even think about that. 
Well, I'll get to my answer later. Let me let's move the show on. Let's move the show on. <laughs> next off, you're next. You can answer that. You can answer that. Manny Dogs. Manny Dogs. The the oh, I, I, Yeah, the yeah. Black. Listen, I, I I thought you said lit. I thought I heard you say lit. No. no. Um, I'll answer that. Um. There's a lot, though. There's a lot that was preseason. So, which one you want me to answer first? <laughs> well, AFC East against NFC East first, and then uh, what to call I that. would. The reason why I would say AFC East is if you went down the list of quarterbacks, the four quarterbacks in the AFC East they have are better than you got more better quarterbacks in that division than you do in the, in the NFC East. So. If I just went just just off of that, that's what I would go. Over. I mean, you got a week, you got a question mark in Washington. I mean, I actually take Daniel Jones over Dak Prescott right now. So we got two good two. We got a a, a question mark kind of Izzy for real at Daniel Jones, and then we got Hurts. So, but if you go over to the AFC East, you got Allen to. Uh, Mac Jones and Aaron Rodgers. So it's pretty. Yeah, I mean, we look at it from that perspective. The AFC seems to be a stronger offensive division. Um, but damn, if we go overall, the defense is in the NFC. So I, I'm gonna go us NFC. We got better defense. Okay, and 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 Carl, what's the other question you had? Well, he asked them of, of the, the three, three of the three uh, stars. So I think oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a shoe in when just from overall history, um, if you have a Pro Bowl tackle, offensive tackle, he doesn't really drop off a cliff. So he's got the highest – Thomas has the highest potential to stay where he's at. Dexter Lawrence is going to still be dominant. The higher percentage of somebody not to meet the standards, is a Dory Jackson, and that could be right. based off of rotation. Period, because we've gotten rich with defensive backs. Right. So now you know a Dory is going to be more packaged player. Um, and, and and then to answer what I've been looking at in the preseason, dude, we went from having a whole lot of what the hell at skill positions. So now we, we like, got a thousand Sonic the Hedgehog rings <laughs> at these skill yeah, positions, really. man. They are popping off anywhere, everywhere. And then the thing that we were actually pretty decent at was O-line last year, and now we're not. So, like like we said, there's no depth, non-zip, zilch. And so that that's scary, man. But but that's what I'm looking forward to is the, the plethora of skills, like, Employee number eight has no excuses. Zero. Zero, zero, zero between Waller, Hyatt, Saquon, everybody else. Everybody else. He's got a a load of weapons right now at his disposal. Um, And then I'm just interested to see, like I said, with this new additions, what we're going to do on defense. I think we're going to be pretty stout. Okay, so um, this is where I get pitchforks and and rifle sights 
aimed at me by the bleed blue faithful. <clears throat> uh, all right, here goes. Uh, I'm going to pick the AFC East right now. Um, I think the defense that Robert Salai has and the added, how do I want to say this, maybe personality that they have ever since Rogers showed up and the mix of the productive veterans and the youngsters that they have are probably going, because they're really improving upon last year. I think that's going to really make this team the the marquee squad right now in that division. However, Buffalo is still top team at the moment with their two-way balance. Then you got Miami, who, after Jalen Ramsey showed up there, uh, I I, I got to give them a little. I got I got to leave them consistent right now because we we over here in the NFC East are still evolving, even though we all have monster defenses. And I, I that's a tough question for me, but I got to give the slide at the AFC East based on the marquee value. That's I'm, I'm leaving right there. I'm leaving right there because that's a, I'm not even finished with the question. I don't know. That's a that's a work in progress for me. Uh. I pretty much uh, agree with Manny Dobbs. I think that the most improved player is definitely going to be Sexy Dexy, or most, if that's the way to say it, um, Carl, if that's the way you asked it. You know, um, he tied with Chris Jones last year as the best interior lineman in the, in the regular season. Um, he's what? You know, he was unstoppable, man. He must have had over fucking 500 snaps in the A-gap, man. That's two. You know, it's like a two-nose tackle. So, I don't know. I think he, and he got his money. He got his bag. He got his pro Bowl appearance. He got his, what, second-team All-Pro. He was on all the old pro teams anyway. Um, and he know, got his more money. Dominant, you know, I, I, think, I think he's the guy. Um, Adori is the one that probably – has there's there's a lot there's a lot despite the fact that we're we've we've improved our secondary and we've got all kinds of angles and schemes that that are gonna we're gonna throw at people he's the one who's probably got the best as as Manny Dogs agreed I mean uh, kind of alluded to got the biggest slippage rate you know what I mean he's and you have to go on history yeah who's who's got, who looks to improve who's who are you gonna look to improve here in this situation. It's probably going to be him. It's going to, it's going to probably be um, sexy, sexy to me with a with a tight, just the edge, just the edge over Andrew Thomas and Adoree not probably falling behind on on that one. That's all I got. I wasn't really ready for that question, <laughs> but <laughs> but that's how I'm looking at it. What do you got, Steve? Uh, let's go back to that original question. Not, not mine, but what was the the, the question that? Uh... You guys were saying the the NFC versus NFC AFC or no that that was my question you were you were you were talking about the offensive oh, line yeah. depth oh. or uh, 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 no um, say it again Carl the the most improved uh, there was yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's what well that's a great question oh yeah um here's the crazy thing Thomas has room for improvement so yeah. I hope he didn't take the money and bail and bail out of town. <laughs> you know, I'm like gonna have to go with Andrew Thomas. I think he has more upside. 
than Jackson and Dexter. I think Andrew Thomas could be top five. I, 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 he's top five on the brink right now, but he could really make a real crazy if he stays healthy, pass protects, run blocks. Um, as great as he was last year, it could actually be better. He could even do better than what he's doing. I think he can, and I think he does have it in him. So I'm gonna go with Thomas. Yeah. I think Dexter plays more. He's more in the trenches. Uh, those guys get a lot of wear and tear on their bodies. Um, that's why I kind of, you know, I'm a little concerned about that. And Adoree Jackson, you know, the speed, you know, when he, his, his years with Tennessee and then he was in college with USC, I he's not going to be like this elite corner. So. I just look at the potential. I think Dexter and, and uh, Thomas are Pro Bowl caliber guys, and I lean Thomas. That's my answer. Answer to my own question, AFC East versus NFC East. That's why I asked the question. Like, I can make a case for both, but I, I might have to lean AFC East in this bias play here because it really – let me ask you this, Carl. I'm going I'm to throw it back to you because it really comes down to how you order the middle of the pack, only one through eight, right? Is the Giants better than the Jets, yes or no? Uh, I would take the Jets roster over the Giants. I would, too. I would buy a slight here, though, but I would. would and okay, that's, is and that's Giants why I better than Dallas? Mix- huh? Uh, no. Uh, no, Giants are not better than Dallas. Not until proven otherwise. So, so, so Dallas is better than the Jets, then? Yes. Okay. So where does okay barely all right then let me ask Manny real quick so that's somewhere like in his upper half that 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 order but Miami are they better than Dallas uh, Manny dogs is Miami better than Dallas uh, yeah ah no 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 I don't think Miami is New than England Dallas, better than Washington. Yes. So I think that answers our questions, right? If we answered it like that, right? That kind of because you guys basically said Philly, Buffalo, then it's however you want to range it between the Jets, all the way down to Washington, right? So I think that's pretty much we're in, we're on the same page, right, guys and gals? Yeah, like Steve, if you were if you were ranking the teams one through eight, how would you line them up? Yeah, I think oh. we did it, right? Philly, Buffalo, so we- Dallas, Jets, Giants. Miami, New England, Washington, right? You mean overall or just the just overall. Just divisions we're talking about? Are we t- well, if you combine both divisions. That's why I posed that question to Chris is that whether or not he thought the Giants were better than Miami. I don't know the answer to that. That's a great uh, question. It's, it's I think Miami, let me be honest with you. Right now, Miami might grade better than the Giants. I'm gonna tell you why. Their defensive line they came on really strong last year, and that and that that unit could be even better because all of these cats are young on that on that the projected starter anyway, starters anyway. And the youngest of them, that guy um, Jalen Phillips, he he went crazy at the end of the, last year. So you got the interior guy, you got Wilkins on. I, yeah, they are. I have to give it to them. I gotta be honest with them. If I have to, if I have to love my Giants, I gotta be honest about it as well. So yeah, man, Chris, right now, Chris, I, until I until, until the regular season jumps. See, so see. we'll see. But right now, I'm putting Chris, I'm putting Chris on timeout, man. 
I put Chris on timeout. <laughs> Why? Come on, what listen, man. Hell no, the Dolphins ain't saving the Giants. I'm not picking the Giants. I hell no, they not Look, better you than the Giants. You up here crazy, Beagles. Don't talk about me, man. So, you know. <laughs> listen, man, first of all, stop bringing up old shit. <laughs> and, but you know what? It's also new shit because to Carl's point, look, Carl, and I hate this is gonna kill me. I don't, I don't say their team, I don't say their name, but that's at the top of the show. Lady Blue and Steve were talking about it. That team that's over here by me, they are on paper as we speak right now the best team. Okay, the best team. It's not a doubt. And I'm say again, say again. They're the best. They're the best team. They're, they're they're clearly the best team in the NFC. Like they're, 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 the they're not really in second place to me. Right, and then you have to go. Then I'm look. See, because I haven't looked at it that way before. You asked that question. I was looking at overall, and I looked at them, and then I saw. I feel like the 49ers are next, and then I kind of looked at a surprise team that no one's going to talk about, and that's the Steelers. But that's a, that's another that's another period. That's another time. Then I looked at Buffalo. Then. That other team in our division oh, oh. that's got hold a star down. Hold on, hold that thought. I, I actually have that on the table for tonight. You said it's a surprise team in the Steelers. So who who's better, the Steelers or the Browns? The Steelers are better. Look at their defensive line. Cameron Hayward, although he's old. Mm-hmm. T.J. Watt is still there. You know, you got Alex Highsmith. I don't think they had the depth they used to have. But you said who right. was better. I'm giving it to them. You know, now, okay. yes, the Browns did have a great year. You know, but Miles Garrett really didn't have any help, man. You know, they didn't, they didn't have any defensive line that was elite to me. I don't think so, anyway. You know, Clowney's gone. Um, Zadario Smith is back there. Um, I think Dalvin Thomason joined them. I think that was him. But uh, I'm, I got to give it to – look, I'm not, I'm not betting any – look, Mike Tomlin is my man. I, I can't. I, he's like friggin' Manny Dogs in real life shit. You know, I mean, I, I can't. I can't. Look, nah, I'm going with the Steelers, bro. That's our that's our sister team. We're going to go with them. I, I would definitely say the Steelers. I understand why you said that. I, I, think, yeah. um, I think they're a sleeper to be knocking on the door for a wild card. I'm talking about Cleveland. If... Now they got Watson yeah. there for that full year. He ain't coming to like yep. game eleven versus the Texans. I do think yeah. uh Mike Tomlin is a better head coach. I do think they do have that. But Carl says it all the time. We all say it. The quarterbacks drive the lead. This is why we ordered one through eight AFC East versus NFC East. A lot of it has to do Correct. with who's your quarterback. It, a lot of that Correct. is the driver. I agree. Um and I, I agree. and I think in the AFC side of things, we I think the Browns are really slept on because of what's going on in Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati is very te- uh, stacked, and I think Baltimore. I think Baltimore looks good too, man. I, I saw them uh, some of their practices on, on their social media, just just browsing through the league. But I think Cleveland's really slept on. Um, Somebody's got to finish last in that division, unfortunately. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> I mean, shoot, we could we could did a, a three division one through tw- uh, one through uh, twelve added in, but we were just focusing on the East. But yeah, I mean, yeah, all right, Chris, man, we could put a dollar bet. Man, Browns, yeah, I think the run game's still stout. Um, is Chubb still there, right? Uh, Ford, uh, they got uh, you run 
play action with Deshaun Watson. I still, you know, think he could put, still play, man. Yeah, you, you're probably right. I don't. No, no, no. I'm, I think I, it's close. I think it's the. I got too much I think blue in It's not, it's not an that. easy, clear-cut answer. That's why I asked the questions. You know, Brown Steelers, AFC East, NFC East. Because I think. Let me ask you guys this before we go around for final thoughts. And you know, if you guys want to have any additional giant thoughts, but from the AFC, no, well, Buffalo. You brought up Buffalo. And I, I think I was talking to somebody off air, not not related to the show, but at what point does uh-huh. Buffalo really or, or how long is that window going to be open? I, did we bring this up like three weeks ago? I, I could have swore. Buffalo, I know there's still tops in the AFC on paper and based, but I think it's closing in with those other teams division-wise with the Jets. Um, well, um, what are you guys thought? They are on uh, alert right now. You okay. Um, I, me and my buddies, yeah. we've been talking. Me and my buddies, yeah, we've been talking about this all summer, actually. Uh, me and my buddies. And okay. It, it is my, it is our view. We've come to the conclusion that some, like last year, we were like, for some reason, when you watch Buffalo, it was like uh, something's gonna happen. I, I don't know what it is, but something, something's just not gonna. And then the playoff game happened, and then they lost. And I think this year, there's just, there's a, there's just a lot of weird vibes about that team, and that's why. That first game of the season that they've mm-hmm. got with the with the is is got all the drama built in because I got a feeling like Buffalo season could spiral right off the bat that night. Now, should they beat the Jets yes, opening I night? Agree. I actually think I they agree. should. I agree, Carl. Personally, I think they should beat the Jets opening night myself. Um, but there there's a little uh, some their their best chance to win was when they had that situation with the 13 seconds and it didn't happen and unfortunately that that might be as as far as they take it and with the way the AFC is structured with all the good teams it wouldn't shock me if Buffalo missed the playoffs this year it certainly would not surprise me Whoa. Well well yes and you're going to hear this right I'm going with Carl on this one I agree Yep me too me too. I think the first game, that Monday night game against the Jets, tell, say a lot about both of those teams this season. It really is. It's going to set the precedent. Right. I agree. Um, I think their defense will bounce, bounce back top five slight. But to Carl's point, they always have a banana peel on the field somewhere, you know, they, you know what? They won it. The, they've won the AFC East for three straight years, okay? Mm-hmm. New England style, but they haven't taken advantage of that dominance. They haven't been right. in the Super Bowl, let alone win one. But see, this season, that division figures to be as competitive as it's ever been, and it wouldn't take as much for the for the Bills to to fail, really. Look at these teams. Every one of these – see, the intangible that we – okay, we, we can look at rosters all day long. But the truth of the matter is there's a couple of teams in this division, I'm looking at Miami and the Jets when I say it, that are really, really hungry right now. Really, really hungry. That doesn't bode well for, for, the, for the Bills. And I don't think they can – listen, I don't think, judging by this, this, this uh, schedule, I don't think they can get past New England either. <laughs> so that's just me. I agree with Carl. Yep. I'm with that. I'm sorry. Who else don't sleep. Don't out? sleep on Belichick, man. They got they they they're I, not I what do. they were. I never do. Well, they're, 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 
they're 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 okay, but you can still see ghosts in that locker room of how they're you know that patriot since the 21st century who, how they became the Patriots. They just don't have that elite right. Tom Brady at the helm, but they have good solid football players, like solid, but. The talent level is just not what it was with uh, Vrabel and uh, uh, what's his name, Teddy uh, Bruschi and uh, Rodney Harrison. But they got, you know, yeah. they still got solid guys that are coachable. I mean, like, hit the big old button. Coaching. It's always about coaching, especially with that team. Hit the big old yeah. button. Where is it? Coaching, man. Come there. on, man. You know this team is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and, and Manny Jones, There's you no wasn't sweet. here. Yeah. Manny Jones, you wasn't here, but uh, Steve, Steve had this one for you. Eli Apple need to go drown himself. Wow. <laughs> 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 oh, for the tournament. Anyway, oh, matter of fact, do you have that question? I don't think he answered that question. I don't think Manny got that question. Oh, do we have that cornerback question? I want to make sure he gets that. Oh, Lenny Dog, you didn't answer that, man. Give me 30 seconds on that. Put that as part of your final thought, man. Answer that question about um, the, yeah, yeah. what was it? Who's yeah. the first, last? Who's so the best quarterback we ever um, drafted in the first round? I think okay. the best was that the best quarterback we ever drafted in the first in the round. First round. Ooh, in the first round. So you got to go all the way back to all the oh, first round drafts the best we've had worst. at cornerback. I will say, before he got hurt, Will Allen, I would have put up there. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Syracuse um, Orange, uh, you just made D. Bakes proud. <laughs> but, you know, you know who I'm going for the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we said the best Please in the worst. We it. said the best in the worst. Yeah, the best, the best I, I would put Will Allen up there. Um. Sarah Lowens would agree. Yeah. yeah I'm trying to think of the other. Who are the other two? <laughs> Can we get a Michael um, Meyer in the first? Yeah, yeah, he was in Nebraska, right? He came he, out. He remember, he, it took him a while to get out on the field. He was injured yeah, and he stuff, was. and he had to hold out. And... Yeah, no, nah, I, I put Will Allen over there. Yeah, definitely. Well, give me a final thought, bro, real quick. I'm just excited, man. If I'm ready for the season to start, I mean, this last preseason game, I, it makes me nervous. You know, we're going to play our starters a little longer. I don't really like the idea. Um, I, I just think we need to get right back into the season. I, I just can't wait for the season to start. I'm excited with the moves we make. G, GM Joe's doing it, man. I'm a believer. So let, let's see what, what, what happens now, man. No excuses. That's the theme for the season. No excuses. Blee blue. Blue, blue. That's many dogs, everybody. Lady blue. New York Love, 516. Yeah, I'm looking forward to season two, but also after the Jets and the Bills play that first week, we're all going to be Jet fans because they play Dallas. So the Jets actually have a chance to go 2-0 and right off the bat, depending on, you know, how, as I said, the, I mean, Rogers going to the Jets, I mean, really put a, a 
an explanation point on that division. I mean, so, and he really wanted to go there. But as I've always said, mm-hmm. every give, any given Sunday, you never know. Anybody can screw the pooch. We've seen that. I mean, we've expected teams to get blown out, and they wound up doing the blowing. So you never know. Right. I mean, it, it all depends on who shows up. But I am so looking forward to this season, and I agree. I really don't like to see our player, you know, our starters play that much during preseason, only because we've seen our second and third stringers, especially in our O line, they suck really bad. Mm-hmm. So I'm really yeah. praying that we stay healthy, and I'm hoping our new field helps. I really do. I want to see less injuries this year, and I want to see more production. That I mean, but I, I just. Gotcha. There's just been something about this off season has been so long, and I'm just so looking forward to okay. the beginning of the season this year, baby. I am, I am ready. Let's go, bleed okay. blue, baby. Be, Let's go, bleed blue, bleed blue, lady blue. See no final fuck with me. Hey, thank you all for a great, um, great discussion here these last ninety minutes. And can't believe the next time that we all chat, we'll be, it'll be right. With, 72 hours before uh, kickoff. Is it 70? Yeah, before That's kickoff right. when we uh, when we next chat again. Oh, I right. looked up that um that I looked up that uh, mentioning about the defensive line that Manny was talking about. Uh, they actually ranked the Giants as ninth uh, on the list. Uh, the the two teams that were listed one and two were San were Philadelphia and San Francisco, which I think we would all agree would seem just oh. about legitimate uh, in, in terms of defensive lines. But you know, we were talking. You guys were talking about the offensive line. And the lack of depth. I mean, I, mean, I want to apologize, Carl. I was talking about interior linemen. They they they, they, they ranked um, um, Sexy Dexy and, and Leonard Williams as the two best. That's what I was talking oh, about. Oh, top tandem. Oh, top tandem. Okay, okay. And then 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 yeah. that's then that's fair. Um, but look okay. out for Jalen Carter this year. I'm telling you right now. Bet him for rookie oh, of the yeah. year. I, I put some money in on that uh, already on DraftKings. Um, but the one thing we're talking about was the offensive line depth as we close it out. The whole league is having issues with depth on the offensive line. There is so there are so few good offensive linemen that are available and the ones that happen to be available get paid, which is kind of where the sort of money imbalance is coming from. And so you're trying to develop and when you're getting some of these players in, you hope that there's some guys that could come up off the scrap heap. I know there was a talk about like Justin Pugh maybe coming out of retirement or something like that. I think he was really having an injury and maybe he can, you know, give the Giants something if he were to come back. But it's hard when, 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 with offensive linemen in the league. So you, that's, that's the one thing that can make and break a season, just big time. And right now we're, we're trying to figure out whether or not we got the guard situation and, and the right tackle thing figured out. If the answer to that question is yes, I'll tell you that the Giants are set to have a very good season. If the answer to that is okay. no, things can get very, very tricky really fast because of the fact that the Giants, the first what, five, six games, are playing some really good defensive fronts. Okay, that's that, that's that's C notes. I want to thank C notes and Lady Blue and DB Nation and Jason and Manny Dogs for the wonderful participation on the Big Blue Roundtable. Check us out for on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all other social media if possible. Also, if you, um, remember to listen to the other shows, man. They're all archived for you. You know, on on um oh man, let me see iTunes, Podcast Republic, Stitcher apps, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube. Um, um, check out um, the Ranger Proud, Nickelbacca Ave, and Yankee Blue um, um, 
our um, archive show funeral? as well. Is that the funeral show? The ba- is, that the, is that the baseball funeral show? Yeah, the funeral show. The funeral bleeding Yankee oh, okay. Yeah, the funeral show. Exactly. <laughs> All right, and I'm going to hand it over to Steve Abdul to take us home. Normally I would have done this in two weeks with the season open. I, I'm just get ahead of it with um, uh, always remember the guy. Uh, shout out to Vic, Beast of the East, Newark, New Jersey. Uh, uh, great Giants fan. Earlier uh, earlier episodes back back when we first started the tailgates and he would come on and we would be on after the Dallas game in Dallas uh, late night getting beaten traffic. Man, I would just play a couple of the soundboy. Sound bites. I would have done it in two weeks, but might as well get it kicked off now in remembrance of him. Uh, we got the, uh, the season starting in two weeks. He's been his job for the most part. It's just that, like you said, Desi Nobing. If I mean, and I don't, I don't know how y'all feel about it, but I would have been maybe an advocate for. I don't even see kid even really say that because I don't think I don't like you said this defense isn't built to you know to sustain. Long, long drives with no, with no, with uh, no rest and just constant, constant barrage coming at them. It's not, it's not, it's not, the, it's not the kind of defense. So to put them in that situation, giving the Cowboys a minute thirty with, uh, with no time, I should have, this should have never been, this should have never happened in the first place. But man, I'm, I'm more optimistic after this game than I was two weeks ago. I can tell you that. Shout out to Vic, man. Yeah, his thoughts on the Giants defense way back in what, 2015, 14? Something like that, yeah, man. Way back. Yeah, way back then, man. Yeah, way back then. Yeah. All right, guys. September the 7th, right, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Chris will lead the uh, yep. first week episode and got a post game Sunday night uh, versus the Cowboys. So preview versus the Cowboys in two Cowgirl. weeks. Cowgirl. From tonight on 7 p.m. <laughs> Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. All right, guys. Sandra Sue. Shut it down. Something that suit, please, blue, everyone. Bleed blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Bleed blue, bleed blue, bleed blue, bleed blue, bleed blue, bleed blue, bleed blue.